What's up, pro wrestling fans? Welcome to this week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It's the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury. With me here at the table, as always, Adam Tollefson. Anyways, I brought my bongos. You want to hit my bong? <laughs> I guess that's a singular bongo. I guess so. Short for <laughs> short for bongo. <laughs> that's a grave said. Grave's like, I guess that's a uh, singular bongo. <laughs> that was pretty. It was an entertaining segment, I will say. Bro. Yeah. Matthew Riddle, he ended up having a pretty good match with old Seth Rollins. That was pretty good. Was pretty fun. Return of Elias. I am Elias. Man, they didn't let him get his concert in. Didn't get he didn't wrestle. In. He didn't get any shit in. At least he's back. He is back. Uh, and you know what? We're back, too, like we are every single week right here on the show. Check us out on those social medias. We are at DorksideOTR. Stop by Pro Wrestling Tees. Buy a t-shirt. Help, help us out. Um, cause we love to bring this content to you each and every week and that just, you know, helps out the boys. So right. do it for the boys for the, for the boys, Adam. Uh, this is episode number 134. It is October 19th, 2022. And on this day in pro wrestling history. Oh man, this is, um, we are very slim on, um, story driven history. Okay. Lots of this guy beat this guy for this title. Just forewarning. All right. Uh, 1985, Carlos Colon defeats Abdullah the Butcher in San Juan, Puerto Rico to win the WWC Universal Heavyweight title for a fourth time. I feel like every time we bring up Colon, he's won a title. Yeah. He's a Lawler in Memphis, yes, you know? he totally is. He's the Colon of Puerto Rico. There you go. <laughs> Doesn't roll off the tongue quite as nice because uh, he didn't roll your R's. <laughs> uh, 1987. I almost said 1980 sector. Ooh, that's but, a fun year. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, Hector Guerrero, this is why. Yeah. <laughs> 1987, Hector Guerrero and Dr. D defeat Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee for the AWA World Tag Team titles in Memphis, Tennessee, speaking mm. of the devil. 1997, Kaiji Muda and Masahiro Chono defeat Kensuke Sasaki and Kazuo Yamakazi. Why do I do this to myself? Good, good, good attempt. To uh, win the IWGP Tag Team titles in Kobe, Japan, 2001. Speaking of Japan, Vader... And Two Cold Scorpio become the first pro wrestling Noah global crown tag team champions by winning a tournament in Yokohama, Japan. Oh, I like that tag team. Heck yeah, right? You know, it's like a, who does the better moonsault? Yeah. You <laughs> got might uh, be Leon. You got the big man and then you got the, the high flyer. Yeah. Yeah. Got, that, that's a good one. 2001, same day, Road Dog defeats Jeff Jarrett to become the first World Wrestling All-Stars World Heavyweight Champion in Perth, Australia. Oh, okay. I feel like Jarrett might have talked about this on one of his podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Australian run, yeah. Australia gets a lot of like of these weird there's super a, cards and stuff. Yeah, dude. They break down the card on one of them, and there's like, who's the guy from... Um, uh, he was in the WWF for a while. Big dude, Nate something. Yes. Uh, you know what I'm I know exactly who okay. you're talking he about. He was supposed to be there or was there, something like that. I, I think this is where that happened, where 
where um, Road Dog uh, beat him there. So it might, maybe it was TNA affiliated. And somehow. also, isn't Hogan's like last match against Flair over in Australia? Yeah, I think so. Like too, so. I think so. 2002, Sabu defeats Pitbull Gary Wolf in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in a tables match to become the 3PW heavyweight champion. 2003, WWE holds their No Mercy pay-per-view in Baltimore, Maryland. Some results from the show. Kurt Angle would defeat John Cena by submission. Mm. Pretty early in Cena's run, though. You don't... Yeah. Hey, you, he wouldn't be tapping these days, but right. back then, yeah. <laughs> Big Show defeats Eddie Guerrero for the U.S. title. Brock Lesnar defeated The Undertaker in a biker chain on a pole match. Of course. To retain the WWE Championship. American Badass Taker. Hells yeah. And then this show is uh, especially notable for an I Quit match between Vince and Stephanie McMahon. Mm. Um, I think I think uh, Vince had like Trish Stratus in his corner and Steph had Linda McMahon in the corner. And I think it ends up with like Linda throwing in the towel. But Vince kicked the shit out of her in this match. <laughs> like go back and watch this match. Oh you, you'd be like, dude, this is his daughter. <laughs> and uh, it was it was stiffer than Mox Hangman Page last Yee. night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um uh, the stipulations, though, for the match, Vince was going to have to give up ownership of WWE if he lost, and Stephanie was going to have to step down as GM of SmackDown if she lost. Okay. She loses. She doesn't appear on WWE programming until October 3rd, 2005, mm. so almost two years later to the day. Um, also interesting note, the Maryland State Athletic Commission had a rule that prevented uh, male versus female wrestling matches. No intergender female male inter, uh, matches allowed. Um, WWE had to pay a fine, which they took care of beforehand. To, oh wow! <laughs> to get the to get the match in the ring. That's interesting. That's fun that they are like, yeah, we'll just pay it. I wonder. A, I wonder how much it was, and B. Like, why wouldn't you just do it at the next pay per view if you're not in a state that like if you could just skirt around the fine. Yeah, unless the storyline was that important. Like, no, we need to do this to get to this at the next next pay-per-view. Who you knows? Know? It's like uh, there used to be a bar up north that they would just pay the f- <laughs> Like when they started making cigarettes illegal at the smoking bars. Okay. They'd just pay the yes. fine. And then they'd, they'd charge you for ashtrays. They would, like, take a collection almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a funny bit with this uh, Vince Stephanie angle where, uh, looking back on it now, because I'm just remembering this, um... This had to be on like a DVD compilation or something because there's no way I was watching at the time unless it just happened to be one of those that I caught. Um, but like Linda is having like a sit down with Vince because Vince is just power hungry and he's doing the Trish Stratus thing and all yeah. this whatever. And he wants this I quit match with Steph and Linda's like, Vince, I have looked away during for all of your transgressions during our marriage, <laughs> but I will not look away this time. And I'm like, oh boy, this rings differently uh, 24 years later. Right, right. <laughs> she sure did. Hells yeah. 2004, WWE held their Taboo Tuesday pay-per-view at the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is the first pay-per-view in history where stipulations and opponents were determined by a fan vote. Which Bruce Pritchard said was legit. They're like, no, with like the gaming commission and stuff, you had to actually run legit polls. Like they would, 
they would make the the choices to where like they thought people would go one way or the other. Yeah, or very similar to where if it's okay, it's a no DQ match or a false count anywhere, it's going to not really yeah. matter. But yeah, stipulations I, I think, are very similar. Yeah, yes, that's um, fun. However, this is like very lowly attended show. Thirty five hundred. The Bradley Center holds like almost fifteen. What year? Two thousand four. Wow. Um, I have to think some of it is like you don't know the matches. True. And it's not a WrestleMania where like WrestleMania sells it. Yeah. This is a fucking Taboo Tuesday. Whoever heard of Taboo Tuesday? And <laughs> it's a Tuesday. <laughs> I gotta work. Yeah, and it's a Tuesday. Good point. Um so a couple a uh, couple matches. Shelton Benjamin defeated Chris Jericho for the IC title. Edge and Benoit defeated La Resistance to win mm. the tag titles. And Randy Orton defeated Ric Flair in a steel cage match. Um, I forget. I think Shawn Michaels wrestled Triple H or something for the world title. And it was Shawn Michaels, Edge, and um, Benoit were the three three choices, if you will. Okay. And Shawn Michaels won the vote to face Triple H for the world title. So no matter what, they were going to give the other two guys a crack at the tag titles. Mm. And they actually won them. Which oh, is wow. So that's how they got together. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 2004, same day, Michael Hegstrand, better known to his fans as Road Warrior Hawk, dies of a sudden heart attack in his home in Indian Rocks Head, Florida, only 46 years old. Uh, that's terrible. Which is crazy because he kind of looks about 46 on these retro Raws, to be honest yeah, with you. he does. And that was six years prior. So right. I guess he's 40 right now as we're watching. As we're seeing him. <laughs> 2008, Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling debuted on CMT. This is not the minis. This is the celebrity one. I don't even remember this. Yeah, there is a documentary director guy who was just on a podcast I listened to and talked about this. Is it maybe one of the dark side or dark side guys? Um, somebody was saying that they had this idea for the show and it was about to go on and this took it over instead because it was right after something wrestling related mm. um and he, and then jericho was like oh yeah it was you know he had the little people federation when he's like no no there's a different one and that's the one that knocked me out like that was my deal and he got it instead of me and here I am 10 years or 15 years later or whatever doing whatever he was trying to originally do or something like well, that. Well, what's the what's the reality show where they just put like all these B-level celebrities in house and shit? Not the one where Dr. Drew gets everybody sober, but it's something similar to that. Basically, oh, when yeah, you the surreal life. I think so. It was China was on that. Yes. And stuff. Okay. Well, if you run down this list of people that are on this Hulk Hogan celebrity wrestling show, I didn't write them all down. Uh, but we got like Todd Bridges, yep. Bonaducci, Jesus, Butterbean, <laughs> of course, Dustin Diamond, <laughs> Dennis Rodman wins it, which I don't even think is fair. Like no, they're in the NWO together for Christ. Yeah, sakes. that's collusion, brother, <laughs> for life. I smell collusion. <laughs> yeah, that was for life, and we're like ten years later, <laughs> and that's like early two two thousand eight. Okay. How many freaking reality shows have Dennis Rodman been on? I don't know. He's just doing the circuit. He might have, like, the record. He might. He was just someone, like, last year. Was he? Yeah, with, um, what's her, uh, Rusev Day, uh, Lana. Oh, she was on one, too? Yeah. 
Big brother ish or something like that. And yeah, she's like, Oh, Robin just walks around naked all the time. He's a cut up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like Freakzilla. It was last year. <laughs> it's been doing this for fifteen years. Apparently. <laughs> put a put a wedding dress on and then go over to North Korea and solve the world's problems. It's probably a sweet life. You that know? also that was probably a reality yeah, it show was. too. <laughs> you live in a cake maker. Yes. You get eliminated yes. each week if your baking goods aren't up to par. Hell yeah. <laughs> 2012, Michael Gossett, best known professionally as Mike Graham, the son of cha- late championship wrestling from Florida promoter Eddie Graham, okay. passed away at the age of 61. Cause of death, self-inflicted. His family was at like uh on a weekend vacation at like a racetrack or something like that too. Ah, uh, send him away. It's a very weird. No, I think he was with them. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a very. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I could see the like, yeah the uh, send him away. Yeah, I get that too. I got some demons. I'm gonna handle this while you guys are gone. Have fun at the race. Like, oh shit! I'm gonna run back to the hotel room for a minute. Oh shit! <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, 2013. Kurt Angle was officially inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame with a special dinner in his honor. What do you think Kurt had on his plate there at that dinner? Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken. Chicken breast. Chicken breast, dry as can be, whatever uh, whatever Lance Storm's <laughs> um, omelet was, omelet order. At yes. The, uh, <laughs> at the, uh, why can't I think of the name? Waffle House? No. Well, maybe he did it there, too. <laughs> Denny's? No. I, young Bucks always eat there. We have one in town. Cracker Barrel. There you go, bud. That's oh, why. I have a quick correction. Last week, we were talking about NWA champions and then TNA. Mm-hmm. And you said, I, I missed it, but you said TNA. Like, that's a, you know, a, a, an egg you haven't cracked yet and got into. And I thought you were talking about NWA because I'm like, they have all these different champions. Because I remember you saying Kevin Nash, and I was like, I don't think he was in the NWA. No, I was I was referring to Impact yes. slash TNA. Yes. I've never watched really any of it. Correct myself because I was talking about <clears throat> the NWA champions. How they have they both do. You're too hard on yourself. Nobody remembered that. No, I know, but I just <laughs> I wanted I just remembered it. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good looking out. Birthdays. What do we got? We only have two. Okay. The first one. Holds AEW gold, Adam. We are talking mm. about the interim women's champion, Tony Storm. Tony Storm is 31. 27. Damn. Overshot. Overshot. Soraya Knight. Mm. Also known. Wait. <laughs> I should have let you go on. It's Paige's mother. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was like, you're saying her name wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's Soraya. Yeah. I thought it was Soraya. No, that's what she got upset about, Adam. You're oh, yeah. part of the I, problem. I got it wrong. Okay. The OG. <clears throat> the OG, Soraya Knight, Paige's mom. 58. 51. All right. She's 51, you wanka. It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. Oh, well, we just talked about Taboo Tuesday happening at the Bradley Center, and that's where we are for this week's Retro Raw Review. And this show is coming off the heels of the Judgment Pay-Per-View at Chicago, Illinois, at the Rosemont Horizon. Did you watch that at all? Nope. It was not um, It was not a great show at all. I did. I, I watched it while I was doing some other stuff. Um, 
Al Snow defeated Mark Merrow with a snowplow, which I just love that move. It's like a halfway between a suplex and a DDT kind of. Oh, yeah. Drops him. Oh, yeah. Uh, LOD 2000 defeated DOA and Ellering in a six-man tag. Paul Ellering is fucking jacked in this match. Like, he is jacked. And poor Hawk looks so out of shape. Like, he's... He can kind of hide it when he's wearing the street clothes, but when he's got the shirt off and he's just wearing the the uh, he's wearing the long boy trunks. But he got, I was like, I, I thought it was fucking animal. I was like, animal looks a little taller. I was like, no, that's Hawk. He's just a lot oh, thicker. No. <laughs> X Pac defeated D'Lo Brown to regain the European Championship. Christian made his in ring debut as he defeated Taka Michinoku for the light heavyweight title. Oh, that's cool. They're like Taka's been light heavyweight champion for ten months, and I was like, yeah, I haven't seen him. Defend that thing and no, they haven't and talked about months. it at all. Yeah, complete. Remember we had the tournament and everything. We yeah. forgot. About it. Yeah, uh, mankind and Shamrock. This I would go back and watch this one match. This was a hard hitting match. Uh, very creative finish too. Um, Shamrock's got the ankle lock on. Mm-hmm. Mankind trying everything he can. He's punch. He hard weighs himself. He like punching himself in the head. I don't. I, I assume with the way that the match finished. He was trying to knock himself out, if you will. In sure. Quotes. And then he fucking, <laughs> he pulls his hand up and does like the mandible claw shit and applies it to himself <laughs> and then passes out from the pain. And the ref rings the bell and goes, you're a winner of this match as a result of the mandible claw, <laughs> Ken Shamrock. And Ken's pissed because he wanted the win via... Ankle ankle lock. Lock. He's like, yeah. how dare you take this from me? But it was it was called quite my awesome. own my own sword. <laughs> he did. He died on his own sword, dude. It was fucking rad. Um <laughs> Mark Henry defeated the rock. There was some fuckery in there where D'Lo held his legs, mm. held the rock's legs. So the the nation's completely done, dude. Main event ended in a no contest. Austin counted both men down. And then declared himself the winner. That's right. And then Vince McMahon, sure as sure enough, fired him. Vince was in this like uh, I can only describe it as almost like a a hockey. Uh, what do they call it in hockey when you get a timeout? Penalty box. There you go. <laughs> uh, but it's like it's not where a penalty box would be. It's like they built like a makeshift one. Okay. Uh, like above the Titan Tron, kind of. Nice. And he's like in there and like the big boss man's there and everything, but they don't have a lid over it. So people are hucking sodas and shit at him and they're splatting on the glass. And, um, but he, he wanted to fire Steve Austin from a safe distance or whatever. That's smart. And uh, so, yeah, Austin, Austin did get fired at the end of that show. Just like Vince McMahon said, he was guaranteeing it. Uh, back to the Raw inside the arena. We got a party going on. Confetti, balloons falling from the ceiling. We learned that Vince has requested that every member of the roster head to the ring. There are people uh, that I haven't seen in months, and I swear there was a couple people that I didn't know who they were standing in that ring. Yeah, they, everybody was out there. It was a nice. It was, I, I love when they do that kind of. I do too. Like, like, oh, he's still getting a paycheck. Yeah, he still works here. Okay, good. I'm almost certain I saw Matt Hardy in the ring. Really? Which they had worked like a dark match or something at the last pay per view, so it's possible sure. like maybe they're working the sunday night heat or the yeah shotgun saturday night or something i don't i don't know but uh anyways vince mcmahon comes out the first order of business is to address the state of the world championship we don't have one we don't have a world champion vince guarantees that after the survivor series we're going to have an undisputed champion because he's going to have a one night 
16-man tournament that's going to take place at the Survivor Series to crown the new champion. Do you think, have you watched that Survivor Series? This doesn't sound familiar at A all. A 16-man one-night tournament? No. Same here. Yeah. Maybe we'll get together like, and watch what? it. Yeah. Vince says that Austin is indeed fired, and if he wants to return to the WWF, he will have to do as everyone else in the arena has done. He's going to have to buy a ticket. I always love that shit. Yeah. He says that the uh, feeling of firing Stone Cold Steve Austin last night was better than sex. And we all know how much Vince McMahon loves that. So. <laughs> <laughs> to the tune of about million dollars worth. Yeah. Uh, being ousted from your own company <laughs> must be a really good feeling. <laughs> uh, after a stupid 316 quip where he's like, he doesn't say McMahon 316 says, I just fired your ass. He like makes it like a more an elongated rhyme. Yeah, it's not uh, as good. I got the brass to fire your ass. Yeah, no, not that's a no from me. Too much. Oh, I didn't like it either. Um, so we see Stone Cold on the Tron. He's all in camouflage. Oh, because he did say last night uh, at the Judgment Day when he gets fired, he's like, "Hell, I don't care. I guess hunting season's starting early." So it's like a precursor (laughs) to this. Um, but he's outside. He's uh inspecting a rifle just sitting in the front seat of his car. Yeah, he's armed. <laughs> he's very armed. Uh, Vince is spooked. He instructs the boss man to get his family from the luxury box and get them out of town. Uh, he also tells the cameraman to stick around to document anything that happens. So I like mm. that, that we're going to see this, and they keep going back to him throughout the night, which is pretty fun. Yeah, it's been a nice little thread. Match one, Ken Shamrock versus X-Pac. Non-title match, both of these guys hold WWF gold, Xbox the uh, European, and Ken's the new IC champ. And it's a rematch from last week where X-Pac was in no shape to wrestle after Ken beat the shit out of him Oh yeah, um, in, that, in that finals match of that tournament. Early in the match, two officers come to the ring. They arrest China. That stems from the sexual harassment bit with Mark Henry. Mankind came down to distract Ken Shamrock, which opened the door for Sean Waltman to hit the X-Factor. For the win, and then after the match, we see China being taken away by the cops. Then some other cops notice Stone Cold in the lot, and they go over and talk to him. (laughs) Then the real cops get autographs for their kids from Austin. What kind of gun you got there, Steve? Oh, it's your standard... uh, 357 or whatever. He's like, you want to see it? Yeah, I'll check it out. It's pretty nice. (laughs) We got an autograph for my kid. Yeah. And then the Lawler's like, what kind of city is this? What kind of cops are these? And I happen to be watching that Dahmer documentary. Oh, boy. Netflix, and I'm like, yeah, these aren't very good cops here in Milwaukee. At this yeah. Time. <laughs> Let a Dahmer victim go back to the, you know, go back with Dahmer. And then uh, yeah. these guys are just admiring uh, Stone Cold's firearms and, and his autograph. And getting autographs. <laughs> Match to the Headbangers with Legion of Doom or versus the Legion of Doom with Hawk. Uh, there was a move in this match that I thought <laughs> could have paralyzed Draz. Uh, speaking of that snowplow move that Al Snow does, mm-hmm. this was kind of like one of those, but it was like a double team maneuver. They shoot draws into the ropes and he comes back and like, normally they're going to do like a flapjack kind of thing. Yes. But they just like, it's like, they didn't know whether to go forward or backward. They just drop him like, they, yeah. like right on his noggin, dude. Ugh. It was pretty brutal. Hawk then tried to give draws a bit of advice, but Mosh used that to roll draws up for the win. There's a little bit of trouble in paradise in uh, Legion of Doom land. Yeah, Draws blames Hawk. After the match, we see that the Stooges and Commissioner Slaughter are leaving McMahon's side momentarily to grab a cup of coffee. I'll bet that ends well. In the meantime, he does get a visitor, 
Mankind and Mr. Sacco. And Vince is actually genuinely happy to see him because he's not alone in the room. Yeah, literally says that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm really happy to see you, Vic. <laughs> Next, we got The Undertaker and Paul Bearer heading to the ring. Um, Paul Bearer hit Kane with a chair last night at, at Judgment Day. He's clearly siding with Undertaker to lead the Ministry yeah. of Darkness. Um, how can Taker once again align with such an evil, maniacal, despicable individual? Well, I guess he's a heel now, too, and we're going to see some dastardly shit from him going forward. Um, I don't think we're that far away from him crucifying Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, I bet that's with... It's got to be. That's got to be within a month or two. For talking ministry time, you know. I don't know. Then Kane comes out. I think the ministry shit goes on pretty long, though. I feel like it does, too, because people... I mean, you get the whole, uh, it was me all along, Austin. That's at the end. But, I mean, yeah, there's people that get kidnapped. There's people that join. Then there's corporate ministry. There's all sorts of shit. I forgot about that. (laughs) I forgot about all that. Kane comes out and... uh, Hold on. I got a sound bite for Kane. (laughs) Kane comes out. My favorite. He is... He is uh, wheeling a gigantic casket out onto the stage. And um, they basically said that Kane can never be welcomed back into the fold because he's weak. And then Undertaker is also like, he's, that's why I set him on fire all those years ago. <laughs> I knew he's the weak one. Uh, so, yeah, he comes out with the casket. Um, and then he just stands there for a minute. And then he brings that voice box up yeah. to his throat. <laughs> You and I, tonight, casket match. There's a challenge, apparently. Kane challenging The Undertaker for a casket match. He cut right to the chase. A man of few words. (laughs) I really remember the voice box thing, like, um, sounding like... Doing its job more, like yeah, like now, more electricy. And I don't know if it's just because we've seen Kane in, in you know regular form and stuff. But it's like I can totally tell that's Kane, yes, Glenn. You know, well, the this is only I think the second time that we've seen him use it. Yeah, and the first time I do think it sounded a little more like T Pain. Yeah, a little more like the the device. <laughs> yeah, the de- the device. What was the guy from South Park? <clears throat> Ned. Yeah. Yeah, we're all, they're <laughs> yeah. coming right for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something like that. Get him, Ned. Shoot him. <laughs> uh, so he also says that The Undertaker is going to rest in peace tonight. From there, we're back in McMahon's safe room where Mankind is trying to talk Vince into rehiring Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's like, well, you fired me once, and then he brought me back, and now look, we're best buds. <laughs> yeah. It's business, uh, man. He also breaks out a game of Twister before McMahon just snaps on him and kicks him off. <laughs> Vince McMahon is hobbled on one leg, and Mick Foley wants to play Twister. It's <laughs> an easy win. Fucking great. Uh, <laughs> um. Match three, we got Steve Blackman versus Jeff Jarrett with Deborah McMichael. And I was like, well, this is not quite Lex Luger showing up on Nitro, but Deborah had been in WCW recently. Um, Did you hear uh, the Milwaukee crowd here? Oh, a big show your. Jeez, yeah. easy Milwaukee. You know, <laughs> I, I know. It was definite. It was. <laughs> It's the time. I'm surprised that gets scrubbed from the old peacock. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. On behalf of Wisconsinites everywhere, yeah, I apologize. Usually better than that. Um, 
So Deborah, like I said, was in WCW recently. She just divorced Mongo, who just re Mongo reforms That's the right. the uh, Four Horsemen like two weeks prior. Mm. She divorces Mongo five days earlier, and now she's on the new show. Jesus, what a weird time! <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> minutes into the match, the Blue Blazer appears. He attacks Steve Blackman, causing the DQ finish. Uh, Al Snow shows up. He's about to clock Jarrett with head, but head somehow stops his momentum to like check out Deborah. Yeah, he gets distracted by her. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, that allows Jarrett to hit Snow with the guitar, and he fucking cracked him with that guitar. Back to Vince's panic room. The phone's ringing. <laughs> he debates on picking it up. Oh, I should have got this soundbite too. He does. It's Steve Austin. He's like, hey, Vince. He's like, yeah, Vince. Yeah. Your time's up, you sorry bastard. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is so, I fucking loved this, this episode. It was like a horror movie. It was perfect. It keeps coming back to the room. storyline going yes. throughout. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. Your time's up, you sorry bastard. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> Vince then makes a call to his driver who says that Austin is not outside. Uh, Vince surmises that he must be in the arena then. He instructs the guy to back the car up to the employee entrance, keep it running, and he's going to make a break for it. And I loved this so much because Vince is on that uh, uh, electric wheelchair. Yeah, that motorized. And the cameraman just kind of followed him around. <laughs> he's going through the halls. He's stopping at every like intersection and peeking his head around. And then he finally sees the car. And it's just like him and the car and about four. <laughs> 30 feet of ramp for him <laughs> yeah. to get there. There's like a cable, and I'm like, oh, he's going to get stuck and hung up on that. Hits it, keeps going, goes over he does. it. <laughs> gets yeah. all the way to the limousine Straight door. Shot. <laughs> You're so close, Vince. And then Austin appears on the other side, and he like throws his bow up on top <laughs> of the roof and shit. And then he's like, no, we're going for a ride. And he keeps like ramming him into everything. Um, <laughs> it's fucking great, dude. That was good. Uh, he gets him. He gets him all the way back to his other dressing room. Slams the door, and <laughs> Austin's like, or no, Jerry Lawler in a very somber voice is like, he had a gun, Jr. <laughs> Uh, after a break we do see steve intimidating and interrogating vince he's like you ever go hunting vince yeah what'd you kill he's like nothing he's like ah that's what i thought you sorry son of a bitch he's like it was a safari steve he's like of course it was was. (laughs) so fucking great match four we got the rock versus d'lo brown uh remember d'lo cost the rock his match with mark henry last night Rock wins this one with the rock bottom. Uh, he gets roughed up by Henry and Brown after the bell. The rock is using a different music since uh, the nation is disbanded. It's horrible. It is. It's uh, definitely, you can tell it's a precursor to what it will get to. But yes. It's, ooh, it's the demo, and it's like, yeah, it's not good. Agreed. More intimidation from Steve Austin and his knife. Some hot knife talk. <laughs> it sure was. Um, I then, ain't going to cut you. You want to touch it? Yeah. He's like, sharp as hell. And then he goes, I am going to take you tonight, Vince, <laughs> but you won't go, you won't feel a thing. He's like, what? <laughs> and then we get another in ring segment from Tiger Ali Singh. Uh, Babu is working a grill that is clearly not going. Tiger's taking volunteers to swallow Babu's kielbasa. Whole. Whole for 500 bucks. Uh, He finds a taker. And I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) It was pretty impressive. Holy shit. (laughs) 
Definitely a plant. Yeah, they must have got her from Scores or fucking one of the Godfather's friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know it's one of the Godfather's friends. Oh, that's right. He comes out. He does come out, and he's like, uh, you know, that used to be one of my hoes. And once you're one of my hoes, you got to pay your pimp forever or whatever. <laughs> I was learning a lot about economics during this show. Um, so he wants his cut. Tiger Ali Singh wants the money back because he didn't want to hire a professional. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he and Godfather get to brawling, but holy shit, I couldn't, I, I could not believe that. Back to McMahon versus Austin. Um, Steve has shot an arrow through the wall. I think it went right through Chris Chelios. I don't know who Badger number twenty two was or whatever. Uh, then brings up Deliverance, makes a makes Vince squeal like a pig. And then he brings up Misery and talks about the hobbling scene. Then the camera pans down and we see that he already has a block of wood between Vince's ankles. And I was like, holy, holy Seen that shit. movie? Yeah. Uh, Steve says he's off to go find a sledgehammer and then duct tapes McMahon to his wheelchair. And oh, his mouth. And his mouth, yep. Match five, Mankind versus Val Venus. Uh, Ken Shamrock comes to the ring, hits Mankind in the leg with a chair. That allows Val to get the pin. Ken and Mankind then brawl through the crowd. Gold Dust music hits, and he's on the Tron cutting a promo. And then Terry Runnels, like, whispers something to Val, who doesn't look thrilled. Uh, he just kind of, like, leaves her at ringside and powders. I don't know what was said there or what are they going with that. Hopefully we'll find out. Main event time. Kane versus The Undertaker in a casket match. Before the match, we saw Austin ask Vince to bet his life on who he thinks is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> he says Kane. Uh, there was a point in the match early on where both men land in the casket and they just destroy it from the inside, but you know that they, they wish it would have went better than it did. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. They had to try extra hard to break it. I appreciate the thought and it, it wasn't, um, very fluid either. Like it seemed like once Taker got in there, he was there like, Hey, shut this fucking lid. Like, you know, they like, didn't like, like, I think maybe it was supposed to close as he fell in. Yeah. Then they just, you just see. You know, wood splinters coming out the side. Like on paper, that looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Not so much. In no. Life. Agreed. Uh, but they destroy it. How can we have a winner now? It's a casket match. Like, what do we do? Kane is running Paul Bearer up the ramp. Taker cracks him in the back with a brutal chair shot. Taker and Paul Bearer leave, and uh, Kane picks up the chair and follows. So we don't have a winner. So Austin says that McMahon loses. <laughs> he starts wheeling Vince to the uh, to the ringside area. He gets him in the ring. Vince is on his knees sobbing. Steve has production bring up the footage from the uh, the party earlier. The old McMahon three sixteen says, "I have the brass to fire your ass." Mm. All that stuff. We uh, from here we all know the segment. Pulls out the gun. It's a toy. It says "Bang three sixteen. Props to Vince McMahon, who legitimately pisses his pants in the ring for the effect. Yeah, that's right. It's so great. To have to to be like that into it, where you're like, I'll fucking just piss my pants in front of 15,000 people. Wait a minute. Are we 100% on that? I think he, I'm almost certain I've heard that he pissed his pants. There's something I caught at the end when he's in the wheelchair. Yeah? He's got like something in his right hand that he like covers up, and it almost looked like some kind of weird pump mechanism. I really wonder, but I feel like I did hear that before too. That he's like, "Oh no, Vince is like, I'll just piss." Yeah, it seems so much easier. Yeah, especially at the end of the night. Like, and what if it goes wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah, like your pump breaks. Your whizzinator doesn't work. Yeah, your whizzinator work. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get that job, man. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve, um, 
He gave Vince a. That's what it was. Steve gives Vince a letter. Oh, that's what it was. Yep. That okay. And we because don't. It was, it was white. I remember that. Yeah, 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 and we don't know what it said or whatever. But as of right now, um, I think I think it's some sort of like legal thing about not being able to. I bet it's going to be like you couldn't fire him or something like that. Right. Like that would make sense. You know what I mean? There we go. All right, he pissed himself for real. <laughs> Not a boy, Vince. <laughs> Debunked. You will do anything for the uh, company. Yes. Steve uh, delivers a couple stunners, and we're all done. We got a little extra attitude. Nothing yeah. crazy. Nothing crazy. Uh, Austin takes off his shirt, leaves Vince laying in the ring. The Stooges help him out. Dude, the fans are going nuts with throwing the trash, though. They, they loved it. pelted yeah. on the way out. Yeah. That was, it was a good one. Sign of the times. China wants Mark's meats. Ooh, gross. I started right or I started watching this up in bed and I had to grab my little notepad that I keep. I like there. that. So a couple minor in my notes. Buck slip. Um Vince gives opportunity. Which is what he's always it's said. True. Yeah. That's true. Um Mr. Ass, sit here. Mm. Hey Vince, how's the rear? <laughs> no fat chicks. Yep. I respect you, Booker man. Shout wow. out to Brian Tillman. Oh, that's good. It's a great one. Hey, my mom was watching. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a JR quote every week now. Um, I'm Lawler's love child. <laughs> oh boy. I am out. <laughs> uh, mankind makes me horny. <laughs> Some people one. like Mick. Um uh, and last one, Dr. Austin. PhD in ass kicking. <laughs> it's pretty good. It was very good. I liked it. Next up, it's time to go into the darkness. It's a news segment. It's a part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. All right, short segment this week. Foco bobblehead of the week. RK Bro. Hmm, I didn't see this. I didn't even see it on Facebook. I just did the old like. I'm gonna go check Forever Collectibles right now and see what's what's ah, new, and, and nice. that was on there. Good move. Um, it's a dual base uh, bobblehead on that entrance base. Cost is gonna be seventy bucks. Uh, Riddle looks very small compared to Orton on the on the base. I don't think that. Like the scale is small. a little like, off. It's almost like a child. It's kind of weird. Um, but either way, that's there. Also, a little tidbit. You know how they had those? Okay. WWE Shop. If you've seen the commercials for it on Raw and stuff, it says now a Fanatics experience or whatever. Mm. There, something with Forever Collectibles and Fanatics, they're intertwined somehow. Um, but <clears throat> so Fanatics now handles all the WWE merch. And a lot of these bobbleheads are available on the WWE site. Oh, really? And then the WWE will run like 30% off this week on whatever. That's the so move. like, so you go there and like those, you know, those like eighties bobbleheads, those minis that are 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, they're 30% off now. So you on the WWE site, so you can cop that for like 108 and instead of 150 or whatever. That's cool. So yeah, that's kind of the move. And they have, a, they have several other ones that I saw up there. Like, Bret Hart and Roddy Piper for like thirteen ninety nine. I don't wow. I don't think they're the same series as these ones that keep churning out. I think they might be more along the lines of like those Macho Man, like that Macho Man, that Warrior and stuff like right. that. Right, but, but still a Bret Hart and a Roddy Piper bobblehead for under fifteen bucks. Yeah, I should probably oh, yeah. hop on that. I haven't yet, but yeah, check that out. 
Ringside Collectibles, they still got their Halloween sale going. You can get some figures on the cheap. And they also have the, the Royal Rumble Elites, as well as the WrestleMania Elites. Both of those have the Build-A-Figure. The Rumble one has uh, Doc Hendricks. Oh, yeah, and the pink, right? And the pink tuxedo, yep, which is which is pretty awesome. And then the um, the actual figures, it's Rey Mysterio, Damian Priest, Brie Bella, and then Vader. Uh, I do love that Vader. I don't need any of the other ones, but I might hop in just to get that... Uh, Leon Doc that Doc Hendricks. I need that Leon, and then if I get the Doc Hendricks and just sell the the rest of them without the build a figure parts for maybe fifteen ish something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got the WrestleMania one. That's the Dusty with the inverted polka dots, like the yellow with the black polka dots. Yep. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Macho King, and The Rock, and that has the build a figure Gene Okerlund in it. That'd be cool. And what's pretty cool is like, dude, now, um. These figures on ringside collectibles, they're like $24 to $26. Mm-hmm. Or they'll do like the set of four WrestleMania for $99.99. That's $25 a figure. That's pretty much Walmart prices now. Like if you go to Walmart for an Elite, it's like $22.99. Sure. I'll pay $3 more at ringside and have these things months sent, before you yeah, ever see them. sent to your house. Um, it just seems like, and then the Royal Rumble ones are 95 bucks for the set of four. So it's... That's the, that's like almost exactly Walmart price with that one. So ready to compete, you know, big time, dude. Um, and you get them so much sooner too. I mean, I'm always pumping ringside. I want them to have a promo code or something on here. Doesn't say they're sponsoring us yet or what? They're not. They're not. But I still, I still appreciate them. New arrivals. You got anything? Did I say I got the Undertaker? Superstars. Superstars. You did. I didn't know. Yeah, I did get that. Where'd you get that? Uh, someone got it for me, and then someone else also got it for me, and then so I had to tell one of the someones to put it back. Well, oh, or I got you it. one too, actually. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, uh, good old uh, our buddy Jake uh, Sailing uh, had it, and then I also already had it, and then now I also already have it. Well, no, I'll keep this. <laughs> cool. And um, Jake said that too. He was like, "I'm, I'm good. No worries." Well, because I'm trying to get doubles anyways. But I would, I was gonna give you. I wanted to make you whole because I thought it was the last one you needed, it rather was. than me have a double. So. Yeah. So three people looking out for me. I can't be mad at that. All right. So yeah, that's all I found. Um, I'm. Uh, I think our Walmart has every one of Series One still right now. Hogan, Honky Tonk, Bray, Bray. and Ric Flair are all on the pegs over there. Um. It's, it was funny. I got this one from a Walmart in Jefferson, Wisconsin, and they actually had it right on the tag, like Superstar Exclusive Undertaker. So I don't mm. know. And the rest of them would just say like Superstar Assortment or something like that. Okay. So I don't know. Interesting. But, um, I didn't see any more of Series 2 or Series 3. I'm still trying to get just about everybody in both of those, you know, the second time around, if you will. So right. keep your eyes open for me, I guess. Yeah, I will. Um, and then I started telling you this story. I don't have much more of anything, but um, the Lego minifigures, like they do like a blind bag thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a Lego guy, but I, I, I've never collected the minifigures, but I like everything. I, I do like, I like the idea of it and they take up very little room. Right. Um, so they do like these blind bags and they're up to like series 23. Plus they've had other series that weren't numbered, if you will. Like they did a Muppet series and a Simpsons series and a Disney series. Um, but I was just checking out the artwork on the bag for, for series 23. And one of them is a guy 
they maybe they're all holiday themed. I don't know, but um, one of them is a guy that I was like, that looks just like if Lego did a gobbledygooker. Oh yeah, yeah. So then, smash cut to me in Walmart, like trying to feel the bags. Like I'm like, mm, I don't know, this might be it. I don't, I don't know, this might be it. And then it sure shit. So I got a, I opened it up, and it was the oh, one yeah, I wanted. Dude. But does not that 100%. look like this a Lego, Lego man? Looks like it. Oh, that's actually even better, almost too, because <laughs> it's, it's so got like good. the cutout in the face yeah. that you could see. That's so it's funny. It's like a Lego gobbledygooker. It's 100% that. That's fucking So yeah, great. those are like four or five bucks. <laughs> and um, I'll be honest with you. I have I love, I opened it up. I loved it. And then the next day when I went to a, another Walmart, I was like, oh, I'm going to grab another one. <laughs> oh, no. And that, right behind you, there's like a, uh, oh, ra- yeah, it's a, a reindeer, reindeer one or whatever. I don't know. Looks like so, the mom dressed up from um, Christmas. Or, or yeah. no. Uh, that's yeah. Scrooge. Yeah. It's the it's the dream on the Christmas story. That's what it she's is. Wearing it. Yes, uh, but yeah, you're right. I I don't know. <laughs> have you ever seen them at like toy shows and like comic cons and shit like that? Like, will they have like just a huge case of mini figure parts? Different, and stuff? No, straight up figures of uh, like a like oh that's who you know whoever I don't. It's wild. Uh, the one in Madison that I went to, I think I sent you some. LGM pictures at one time. Yes. But yeah, it was like, the dude just had it like tables and tape. I found myself just going through looking at it. I'm like, wow, Lego's, Lego's huge. Yeah, they re- they really are. And there's knockoff Lego too, which is why I, I always wish that WWE would partner with them. Yeah, and do I'm like surprised they sets. haven't yet. Well, it's because they've done their own thing. Oh. It was called, instead of SmackDown, it was called Stackdown. There we go. And they made like, they're, they're pretty cool, but... Knockoff Lego is always knockoff Lego, and it'll never be anything different. The bricks sure. don't feel the same. Yeah, like it's just it. You can just tell it's cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that. They're like, nope, we'll do it. We'll do it our way. Yeah, we have tout. What do you mean? <laughs> we, don't, we don't need anything. Surprisingly, they don't social network yet. Tout. I forgot about tout. <laughs> tout it out, dude. Shit. Yeah, I got nothing else. Our I believe what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's the twentieth. I would think our pro wrestling crates would ship within the next day or so. We may have those by next week. I did get shipping notification today for Samoa Joey Microbrawler. I knew he had to be coming soon because last week on their whatnot, which I didn't watch this week, um, they had a chase up for people to bid on. I watched a little. Um, so uh, that's all I got. Hopefully next week's uh, going to bear a little more fruit. Uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? The Wrestling Stew is where we can discuss anything that has hit our wrestling radar since last week. Television, podcast, Twitter, all ingredients are welcome in the Wrestling Stew. I've never seen that fellow yet. When you got the thing properly applied that you couldn't uh, make his eyeballs bloodshot for maybe sometimes five or six weeks or so with the red what do you want to talk about? West Coast Pro? I didn't watch it. Well, let's move it to next week. Then. You know what? That's probably a great thing because he has not sent this week's uh, recommendation. So What's we'll going on with the, this guy? He's move really... the whole shebang. Okay, check it out. Week, so check it's, that out. Uh, Titus Alexander versus the Samoan werewolf, Jacob Fatu. I think it's Untouchables. As Does he called. hate that? There's one moniker that he hates. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Maybe I'm saying it. I don't think it's it that one, though. It. I'm not sure. <laughs> I hope it's that one. There's, like, I don't know. Anytime you put Simone in front of any, I would just be happy to be, like, the Simone SWAT team sounds cool. It does. Simone Werewolf sounds cool. Everything sounds cool if you put Simone in front of it, really. It really does. They'd be like, you have a colonoscopy. Even the Samoan shit eater still sounds all right. Scheduled for next month. But it's a Samoan colonoscopy. It's badass. All right. What about dynamite? Two dynamites to talk about. Because there was one last night. True. Um, we let's go back to the one before okay. real quickly. Renee, yes, the debut of Renee Paquette. Yeah, um, I actually really liked that Luchasaurus Jungle Boy match. Too. I did too. Uh, I, at first, I was like, "Fuck, we're still doing this," but it was actually that might have been Jungle Boy's best match in AEW. To be honest with you, I liked that. I liked it quite a bit. Um, oh, Mark Sterling now owns the trademark for Scissor Me, <laughs> which I love that <laughs> they don't oh. call him Smart Mark for nothing. Going back to last week, since you had to rebuttal, um, I wanted. I sent you a message. I forgot how awesome I, how much I loved during that um, scissoring segment or whatever the National Scissoring Day or whatever. <clears throat> Swerve comes out. He's talking shit to uh, the acclaimed, and he's like, uh, he goes in his pocket and he pulls out a big rock, and he's like, "Well, uh, rock crushes scissors or whatever." <laughs> yeah. And then he cuts his promo or whatever, and then Smart Mark comes out and he's got a stack of paper. He's like, "Paper covers rock, pal." I was like, "Yes, that was fucking That's perfect. awesome. That was brilliant." <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to give that its due. Um, John Moxley cut a great promo on Hangman Page. Page, not so much. Yeah, I'm a boy. What the now fuck I'm a is man. he wearing? <laughs> That was weird. It was a weird outfit. All the time. Every time he comes out when he's not in his gear, I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? Do you have an embroidery machine that you just like throwing jeans into? Or like, what is going on, dude? (laughs) It's a cowboy shop, dude. Uh, You dressing cowboy tonight? Nope. Here's your other choices. Cowboy Embroidered. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. (laughs) Cowboy chic. Instead of cowboy shit, cowboy chic. Yes. Um... Yeah, I even have this in my notes. Who picks out his clothes? They're horrible. I wish Danny Garcia wouldn't have gone back with the Jericho appreciation, guys. I I really wish he didn't. Me too. I I, I did at the time though. I was like, ah, those fuckers got me. I should have yeah. thought about it. I mean, I, as soon as I, I could see it coming, but it wasn't until that point when he was in the ring. Where I was like, oh, they're gonna do this. It felt like something that wasn't fleshed out, though. It felt like something that they just kind of kept going. Well, I think we should do this, right? I think we should. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is storyline all along. Maybe it was, but yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Your father-in-law had some choice words about it. He was very upset. <laughs> he was like, "It was like three paragraphs." It was. It's like, man, some of the guys he was killing. I'm like, I like that guy. What are you talking about? Oh, he's he, he called Smart Mark the guy with Tony knees needs to fucking go. I'm like, he's great. <laughs> like, no. Oh, damn. Um, this is where we celebrate, not. Uh, I am ha- yes, yes. We celebrate. We don't. I mean, you, you have your right to opinion. Absolutely. But, but yeah, uh, I do like that Prince Nana's running around with the the embassy. That's fun. Yep. Um, the tag match. Um, Tony Tony Storm and Sheeta versus Baker and Hater was really good. Yes, it was. Orange Cassidy and Pack cannot have a bad match. Like that's impossible. That was good too. Awesome to see Cassidy win his first. 
championship. That's his first championship in the company. I would have been that's wild, blown away. I would have thought he would have held on to the TNT at some point or you know something. Yeah, because he's always kind of been in a feud, or he's that cool enough to where you don't really need the title. I don't. Do you see him this week? He carries the belt in a backpack. A lot of people are mad about that. (laughs) What? Like that's disrespectful. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. You're entitled to your opinion. You're all, you're also entitled. I to get it. it to that's yourself. his deal. Like yeah, I, that's his gimmick. Surprised he wasn't like kicking it, it's or like he or got down there and like, oh, I forgot it at home. Yes, that <laughs> would have been be funny. You know? Yes. What else did you have for that? That's all I got. That for was that pretty dynamite. much I had it for that dynamite. Yeah. But dude, those guys had a great match. I love. I could watch Pack and Orange Cassidy wrestle every fucking day. To be honest with you. And I thought it was. Oh, that was the week before at Battle of the Belts. Never mind. Right. Yes. Yeah. I was like, God, that's a, yeah, because that's set up this one, didn't it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Rampage, opening tag pretty hot, Ooh, the BCC bud. versus uh, Butcher and the Blade. Blade. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Page defeated Isaiah Cassidy, and uh, so he gets, what? Then, then Matt Hardy's contract went over to. To them or something? Something like that. That's yeah. a little. They're owning people too. over there. And you notice that uh, Keith Lee is kind of telling Swerve, you better stay in his lane. Yeah, Swerve several times. Wrong lane. We'll see what goes with that, though. While he's eating an apple. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? I don't know. They did it last night, too. Yeah. They're sharing apples. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> How do you like them apples? It's so weird. Uh, I like the Dalton interrupting Jericho. That was fun. Yeah. That uh, FTR peacock. and Sean Spears defeated Brian Cage in Gates of Agony. Oh, yeah. When they did the triple um, sharpshooter, that was pretty fucking I, great. Yeah. In Canada. In Canada. I can't beat it, right? Gotta like it. Mm-mm-mm. Dynamite last night. Oh, was and fun. the kingdom returned. Yes. Which I just read a fucking, I just read an article. It's like, WWE is very interested in Matt Taven. I was like, oh, I Adam's going to hate this. <laughs> Adam and Matt Taven have heat, real life heat. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like all these guys. I they hung too. out with some on the Jericho cruise. I was like, look at that, Jericho <clears throat> and Dalton. Just yeah. like old times. Yeah, dude. So then Dynamite this week, Title Tuesday. Of course, they have to name everything, especially if it's on a weird night. Death Triangle defeated the best friends in a uh, trios match. It's always good. I love how... Pack tries to use the bell hammer in every this match. This new gig, dude. Uh, in the match against Cassidy on Dynamite the week before, yeah. he goes out to get the bell hammer, and then the ref takes it away from him, and then he somehow has another one. Yeah, like pull one up from under <laughs> the ring or something. Second, a second <laughs> yeah. bell hammer. I got, got hammers laying around this I whole... I do like that, though. That's <laughs> this a, whole arena. It's pretty brutal. Uh, that was good. Sheeta versus Storm. Yep. Riho returned after that. Yeah, one. it was good to see her again. Holy shit, the MJF promo with Regal was that fire. Was, it was fire. And I got to say that the Regal rebuttal was just as good. It was very good. I, I was like, I'm like, I, he, he's not corpse then because he's smirking and shit. I'm like, I think he's just happy like that this little kid's got some fire. Like, he just digs that shit. How much of it's reality? Exact, it's got to be some. I think so, too. Gotta be some because he brought up so much shit. You know, he's talking like about Creator Pro, dude. He's talking Pat about Buck, Brian. Mike. Yeah, they're good guys. Yeah, they're good guys. Good sure for them. Yeah, good guy. And then he's like, he pulls out his phone. He reads this. He's talking about how Regal's like, you're gonna have a job by the end of the day. And then they found out he's 19. And he's like, you don't have, we can't hire you. Go work your ass off. And then times have changed. Or yes. email he sent him was basically scathing. Like, go get yourself over or whatever. I think that was probably the highlight of that show. I agree. Yeah. 
And then for, <laughs> for, um, Oh, I don't remember the line verbatim, but something about, you know, the, the people that fired you would take several lives to get me to put pen to paper. Yeah. In the bidding war of 2024. I was yeah. like, God damn. That was so good. Murder? I loved it. <laughs> I fucking loved it, dude. It was awesome. Dalton Castle had a pretty good showing in that match with Jericho. It was. That was a fun match. Yeah. Uh, Mox and Hangman, that thing ended abruptly. Uh, Mox hit Page with a King Kong lariat. And I went back and watched it several times because I was like, what happened? And he just, I think it was just a little too high, man. He just got his head a little more. Because with that lariat, the guy needs to get hit because he's going to spin, right? Right. So, like, part of it is you are, you as the guy that's taking it, and listen to me, I don't really know shit, but just physics would assume that you would have to, like, almost leap off of your feet so that the guy can then. Clobber so you, enough room so the momentum so you can, sure. carries and the momentum you over. brings you over. Yeah. Well, instead of hitting him up high in the chest, he hits him right in the right in the neck, basically. And as soon as he goes down, Paul Turner like looks at him, goes down to check on him, and then you see Paul Turner like look look at the timekeeper table, and they cut away, and they? and he goes and he's like motioning something to the doc. Okay. And then he goes over and tells Mox, he's like, he's fucking out. Damn. So then Mox kind of like powders over to the corner a little bit. Doc Samson gets in the ring, and then they kind of don't show anything, and that's no, how you knew it, it was, was legit. Weird because Taz is saying some weird stuff, and yeah, they shot back to the commentary table. Now they're having to like put up impromptu video packages and stuff. There's still ten minutes left in the show. Yeah, and then when they finally like, dude, good job to everybody um, for being able to be respectful for not showing like yeah, the whole thing. In case something is terrible, yeah. yeah. And and uh, they still kind of had to like ad lib the end of that show. Yeah, and I liked when Mox is like, "Well, the Yankees didn't go into extra innings, so we got extra time here to talk." And I was like, "Oh, that's smart." Oh, yeah. everything was just br- fucking bravo the way that they did that. But then you notice when uh, MJF got in the ring, that bottom rope was like almost nothing to it. I'm like, "Oh, they had to they had to get the fucking I, gurney yes, in there." I, I like, saw Shit. later on. Somebody tweeted that like they literally removed the ropes to get the stretcher in. I'm like, holy shit! Well, <laughs> like, they didn't remove good. them or took just, them down. They just loosened them big time. Sure, because when MJF got in the ring, the bottom rope was still there, but it was just fucking like right. hanging. Well, in 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 that time period, yeah, I'm just going off of what the tweet read or whatever. Yeah. They they removed the rope to get the gurney out. Like we're freaked out, whatever. And I love how Max comes down and he hands the chip to Regal. He's got the referee, but he yes. hands the chip to Regal yes. and then says, I'm not doing this the easy way. I'm calling my shot. For the first time in my full life. Gear. He's Where's gonna... Full Gear at? Jersey. Damn it. It's not close enough for me. Yeah. That was awesome last year, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, that was that was great. And then, you know, what I've read this morning is that Hangman had a concussion. Sure. Um, you know, got the bell rung. It just... I texted you last night. I'm like, it seems like this fucking AEW world title is cursed. Yeah. Something <laughs> always goes wrong. You made me laugh. You're like, if I, I don't know. If I was MJF with that chip, you should go after the Atlantic title. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, true. That, Everybody that's held it. It's usually something kind of funky. It is. Except for Jericho, I guess. Well, he got it stolen the minute he fucking oh, won yeah. it. <laughs> There you go. You got it's the curse from the steakhouse. It's Mox lost the vacation. Yeah. Um, all this stuff, dude. I don't know. Mox became a raging alcoholic. <laughs> drove him to drink <laughs> and talked to me at night. Renee. Yeah, MJF Mox at full gear. That's that should be pretty good. Do you think, think they put it on him? They might. 
Then now does he turn? Dude, no, he's got to be. So, the, he's got to continue with the heel thing, especially if he has a belt. It's so hard. Like it is. It's Everybody one of those loves where you him. Get to that point where you're just too good at being bad that you're going to get cheered, right? Especially with like. I don't know, man. Like the the stuff he's bringing up, a lot of people can relate to all of this stuff. Sure, I don't like when I look in the mirror either. You know, shit like oh, that. Oh, that was so oh, good. Damn, <laughs> but that's what it takes to get to the top of the mountain. It's like, dude, yes, you're in a cutthroat business. You got to start cutting some throats, dude. Chop, chop, Max. I, I loved it, and I. <laughs> selfishly I loved that that dynamite was on a Tuesday night and I was able to watch it I don't have to watch it after we do this and then yeah. everything we talk about's a week old and and then it was funny I um I watched it all and I was like yeah all right. and then uh I'm like oh, I'm just about to go to bed and I was like wait it's Tuesday I'm like is that territory shit on yeah I watched so it so then it was like 10:15 so I threw it on and it was the Kaufman Lawler one mm-hmm. from last week. I was like, oh man, and like it, it didn't go on my DVR. So I, then I just went to that show, and it was already up. I was yeah. like, sweet. So then I just got to hop in and fast forward to all the commercials. Um, I watched both. I watched. watched so I watched the Kaufman one. Um, I, that was pretty. I don't think. What did you think that you had heard that you hadn't heard before? Because I thought I was uh, all never cash in the checks. Oh yes, that was pretty cool. I love and I, that fucking ambulance story. I love that every time. Yes, where like, I'd heard that like, before. Yeah, but that's such a good story. They're like <laughs> he says he needs an ambulance. It's like no, tell him. And in this day and age, where you got to like use the referee as your liaison. Yeah, so tell him. Tell him a fucking ambulance is expensive. We're not paying that's for three hundred bucks. We're not doing that. And he says you'll pay for the ambulance. <laughs> All right, then call an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that like he showed up at a taxi wearing the the neck brace. Yes, and just, wanted to get it on just on the. the show parent this is the only thing that i didn't know was that the when lawler makes the the movie with jim oh Carrey, yes man in the moon and then andy kaufman's parents are at the premiere and they're like we hated you for fucking years because he never told us yes. like that's how close to the fucking best kept it cave <laughs> i love so that good. and the checks oh man i'd heard the graceland thing before mm-hmm. heard jimmy hart talk about that mm-hmm. but yeah I, I thought it was cool i thought they did a good job it'd be cool if they got letterman or something but yes and that was fun to i've heard parts of the letterman thing before always, it was neat you know? that 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 whole episode focused on just the yeah, it's a lot too. yeah it was you know? a lot and or you just show up like he didn't tell you need to come down. He's yeah. Here. Okay. Jimmy Hart's like, I'm at a hotel in like Bixby, North Dakota or something. Yeah. I don't know where he said, but he's like, all of a sudden he's just there or whatever. It's like fucking That's awesome, awesome, dude. Um, uh, and then last night, AWA, that was pretty fun. Yeah. I liked that too. It's, you know, being that we're in AWA territory, I don't know a whole lot about it if I'm honest. Um, so the, the round table had, uh, Jim Brunzel, Greg Ganya, Medusa, Ken Patera, DDP, and Ken Patera. Yeah, this is a good one. DDP was kind of the odd man out. He didn't really have. He was, but I mean, he was there. It was cool to see his first. Um, you know, kind of his story when yeah. he gets there. God damn, you're the biggest manager I've ever seen. Yeah, he's like I had three matches. I sucked, and then I left, and then I it just I still had the bug. Right, so I came back as a manager or whatever. <laughs> um. Dude, the Mad Dog of Sean stuff where him wow. and the, they're like, well, he got all fucked up before the match, like had a pint of whiskey before the match. And then Brunzel's like, I gave him two of these pills and somebody yeah. else gave him more of these pills. And he's like, uh, then he goes to the promoter, Vern, uh, I suppose, or Greg. And he's like, I, I got a 
meet my girl's parents or whatever at this rib joint. Can I be on first? Yeah. And they're like, sure, we'll get you out of here early. And they're like, then after the show, he's got barbecue sauce all over his shit and he's all fucked up and um, takes like some more, some more pills. Then they hop on this plane. I guess they had a shitty 12 passenger plane that they called Suicide One. <laughs> yeah. Of Air Force One. Yeah. And they're like, that would be Bopham. He's like, so then he gave him a quaalude hoping he'd chill him out. <laughs> no, they go, all of a sudden the plane shook to the point where Greg Gagne says, I thought we somehow got clipped by another plane yes. and like, took the tail off. No, fucking Mad Dog Vashon had opened up the door and was like hanging out it and throwing things out. He threw his wrestling gear out of it. And the pilot's like, fucking tell him to, tell him to sit down. And apparently they had to make a... Uh, Emergency, emergency landing. landing and the cops were were called and all this stuff and like he either goes to jail or he goes back with you guys or he turns and he goes you guys better take me back or i'll fucking kill you guys <laughs> yeah. the inventory of booze and drugs oh my god was like how is somebody still like awake or like even or alive yeah. you know bananas I, dude yeah that was that was a fun story then we heard the mcdonald's and uh was it Waukesha? Yes. Yeah. Ken Patera. I'd also I didn't know that um Vern Gagne funded Ken Patera's nineteen seventy two um Olympic. Olympic. Run. I didn't That's either. Cool. That was cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, the old uh I said they said they, they wrestled a match <coughs> in Watertown. And then the next the logistically this doesn't make sense to me. Wrestled a match in Watertown. Flew the plane to Waukesha for because they had a match the next day in Stevens Point. You're closer to Stevens Point in Watertown. I don't know. Mm. Aren't you? Either way. Anyways, yeah, probably. He gets out, they, him and Masa Saito get all fucked up at a bar. Nothing's open. Yeah. And it's like midnight, and they say that there's a McDonald's down the street. So they're in their hotel. He's like, I'm going to go walk and get us some McDonald's. He goes down there, and then <laughs> he for, he starts. He's only there to tell this story. Yes, 100%. and he's like, ah, all the stuff I've done. I'm in the Olympics, and any all anybody wants to ever ask me about is fucking McDonald's. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's what we want to know about. And um, the way he tells it is that uh, he shows up to the McDonald's. They're they're closed. He pounds on the drive-through window because he can see people in there. Um, he goes. I saw a whole tray of quarter pounders because he said they were filming a commercial. Wait, this he goes, does not sound right. No, he go and I've heard that before. The Have commercial you? thing. Okay. Yep. But he starts with the guy opens the thing goes, "Hey, ain't you Ken Patero?" Yes, he recognizes. Yes, him. I am. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, what's going on?" He's like, "Can I get some some food?" Like, "Sorry, man, we've been closed for an hour and a half." That he's like, "What about all them burgers?" He's like, "Can't you see all these cameras in here? We're filming a commercial." Those have been sitting there for hours. They're cold. Um, we can't serve cold food. And anyway, we need them for the commercial. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. And he was offering like five bucks a piece. And he's like, oh, at yeah. the time, they're like 50 cents. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, he's like, just give me three or four, four or five, five or six. six. <laughs> and I'll give you five dollars yeah. Um And then his story turns to uh, like he was like kicking rocks in the parking lot, basically. And he's like, and then this kid, this basically a, a disgruntled rocks. kid comes up and he's like, fuck those guys. In They're there. assholes. And he goes, I, I also agree. They are assholes. Let me see what this kid's about. Yeah. And then he's like, 
He's like, I turned around, and that's when the rock goes through the window. He's like, this kid threw the fucking rock. <laughs> and he's like, he gets out of there or whatever. No, he 30-some 30, 30 pound boulder. Right after the boulder, he goes, I asked him, why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> what? Because they fired me or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, okay. And then he runs off. And then I'm just like, well, I guess I'll walk back to the hotel. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, the cops get knocked on the door. And... uh Masa Saito and Ken Patera proceed to have a brawl with like 13 cops and get them all like stacked up and shit. And dude, there was a woman officer that was only 19 at the time that suffered like broken teeth, broken jaw, broken ribs and all this shit. Yeah. And how the fuck, how do you not just pull out your gun and shoot this guy? Yeah. Like he's kicking everybody's ass. Different times. I don't know. But so so they don't he doesn't go to jail for the McDonald's thing. He goes to jail for beating the Fighting shit out of all these police cops. officers. Yeah. Yeah. So, which he doesn't dispute at all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he tells that story and that's why I while I think it's bullshit and I do think he threw the boulder. Why wouldn't he cop to that if he cops to he cops to everything that actually landed him in prison? I think it's a legal thing. You do? Yeah. I think, you know, probably got settled or something, and he just goes, oh, I'm just going to go to the grave tonight and this shit. Probably. Nobody that, believed him. Everybody that. at the table is like, I love you, Ken, but <laughs> yeah. I think you threw that But boulder. we don't think a 19-year-old picked up the 30-pound boulder and yeah. whipped it at an angle that would go yeah. through a... <laughs> yeah. It was fun, though. Go through the records and see why that kid was fired in Waukesha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get out of here. Uh, they told some Bobby Heenan stories. Oh, that was called the weasel and the yes. shitting. Oh, oh yeah, man. Adrian Adonis having to shit, and Bobby Heenan holds a garbage bag, a garbage bag up to his ass, and they're like, it was explosive, and it knocked the garbage bag right out of his hand. And then he had like shit all over his arms, and they still had like an hour left before they got to where they were going. And didn't they say like Mad Dog Vashon like stuck his head in the bag? Yeah, it ended up. I don't know if it moved to another vehicle or they got in something and they're like, oh, there's the bag. Or they, and then, yeah, Mad Dog's like, this is how you get used to it. Used to the smell. And he, yeah, he took a big like, whiff and he said it was in his beard. Yeah, he had oh. shit in his beard. <laughs> it was a raunchy one. It was a gross one. It was a gross one. It was fun, though. I love yeah, those. It's a good show. I dig it's it. Fun. It's fun to watch. Uh, do you watch Raw? I watched some Raw. Oh, yeah. Actually, I watched the whole Raw, I think. Dude, Brock got his ass whipped by Bobby Lashley. Yeah, right off Jump Street. That was fun. Pretty much. Um, I thought Dominic Mysterio had his best match I've ever seen him have with AJ. Oh, got the win. Got a dub. What a world. I still don't think he's, you know, very good. I'm I'm giving more credit to AJ there, but I would agree with that though. Like I'm also intrigued, Adam. He's uh the best he's I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Like it was probably his best, like he said, his best, I think match, his best match, 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 yeah. yeah, for sure. Um Intrigued, huh? Intrigued. We talked earlier. Um, Riddle and Riddle and Rollins had a really good match for the United States t- title. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued what Johnny Gargano knows about this Ms. Dexter Loomis situation. Oh yeah. Several times a night, he's like, you know, if you just go out there and tell everybody what happened, this will all be over or something. That's like, right. Oh. He's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> don't don't talk about that. He's yeah. like, I know, Ms. Ms. I know. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be a good reveal. I think it's gonna happen very soon, but I don't know. When is uh the Saudi show's gotta be happening soon? I think early November. And then we got Survivor series on the horizon after that. Yep. Um oh JBL came back. 
Yes, he did. And he's uh, wearing the Genko uh, suit. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, we we back to Baron Corbin, not Happy Corbin, right? The not whatever Corbin. His, but he still dresses kind of like Happy. Well, not his gear was horrible. Yeah. I, at first, I thought he wasn't like. I thought there were sections of his pants that weren't there. Yeah, so did I. Because they were like skin tone. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a terrible look. I think he should just go back to wearing what he was wearing like in NXT and shit. Kind of yeah, like the, the lone wolf shit, Yes, right? the lone yeah. wolf shit was fine. I agree. Um, but no, I, I you put JBL with somebody, you're, you're trying to hitch your wagon to somebody. I don't know. I liked it. it keeps going on. Yep, it'll be um, fun. OC. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, I did see that they released a video today saying that Machine Gun... Is double booked because he was supposed or, to wrestle in Japan the same day as the Saudi show. Oh, he's going to take that payday. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Big LG was like, well, New Japan, you forgot you got to go through me through his bookings and we're double book ski. We're heading to a different place with a lot more cash and shit like that. Oh, like, yeah, talking it up and yeah. shit. Yeah. So they're like. We'll we'll come, bro. Like we appreciate everything you've done, but we will wrestle on our time type shit. So we're also burying the lead. We did commentary over the weekend for JWA. Yeah, superstars and collectibles ten. Yes, what Um, a show! Yeah, a great show. Things every every month things have stepped up a little more Mm -hmm. as far as production, um, all this stuff, and the the quality of the in ring work is. Very, very good. Agreed. Um, Storylines, uh, crowds, everything. Yes. And next, uh, let me just put this out there because this next show. It's a big uh, one. It's not at our fairgrounds where we usually run. It's at the Glen Aaron Golf Club at the Celtic House. Uh, Thanksgiving Throwdown, Saturday, September, or I'm sorry, November 26th. Six. Yep. And that's that's our big show every year. Um we want to pack that place. Hell yeah. So if anybody, it's Spread not like the word. Yeah. It's not like one of our normal shows with like the vendor tables and stuff. Uh, but this is, this is the biggest, as far as a wrestling show goes, this is the big one every year for JWA. So let's pack this place. Agreed. Tell Hell a friend, yeah. tell a friend, telegram, tell, tell a wrestler. wrestler. Um, yeah. I can't wait for that. That's always a great time. And then even before then we got that, uh, our Wisconsin death trip that's booked. Oh, yeah. ACW and GCW in the same day. That'd be a great day. It's going to be a great day, Tater. Um, What else? Anything from you? Uh, I think that's all I got. I think that's all we got. I did check out the We Watch Wrestling podcast uh, interview Sabu. Oh, I didn't know that dropped. Check that out. That's pretty good. Check it out when we talk about it next week. Fuck yeah. Sounds good to me. Survey says. Another one for the good guy. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you very much. Give it here, give it here. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Yeah. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes. 